You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads, reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm JB Wagner. And on today's show, we are seeing spots as we review 102 Dalmatians. But mostly, we're talking Marvel. First, though, Eddie, how are you and the family? Uh, I am doing well. Thank you for singling me out. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the family, we are doing good. We, uh, Lewis starts preschool this week. Whoa, so this is a, this deal. is a big deal. So, uh, big thing there is we, he's not learning Spanish very well. So we hope that this will kind of help with his Spanish acquisition. Um, Ellie is a raging toddler. And I will have a, a a good little story to explain that here in a second. Ooh. And Asa is now crawling all over the house. Uh, <laughs> and he can crawl up five stairs to go to from like our living room area up to the next level. Wow. So we're constantly and he likes to like crawl under things. So like he will tunnel into like a different spot. And so you just you you're always like playing instead of where's Waldo. It's like, where's Asa at? So, yeah, it's it's really crazy. So we've got him that we're looking for everywhere. And then Ellie, you know, as a two year old, we always say the most dangerous sound is silence. (laughs) And the other day we encountered some silence only to discover that she had gotten one of these like little baskets. We all of their toys are on shelves with little baskets so they can kind of pull off a certain toy, play with it, then put it back in. And she had emptied the toys out of the basket, went into the kitchen, and unbeknownst to us, the child's safety lock, like the little thing that locks the pantry, had not been returned yeah. by one of us. Um, we don't know who we need to launch an investigation, but we don't know who. And she proceeded to get into the pantry and load her basket up with no lie, probably somewhere about like eight to 10 eggs, real eggs, not like play, real eggs, real eggs, not play eggs, real eggs. So she loads up her basket, (laughs) which is cute, right? Like, okay, she's going around. She's loading a little basket. She sets it down in the middle of the kitchen floor. She cracks a few eggs just flat out on the middle of the floor. Then has the brilliant idea of saying, hmm, let me make breakfast for Lucy, our dog. Goes over to the dog bowl, which has dog food in it. Cracks probably two to three eggs into the dog bowl and mixes it up. Oh, my. All so we walk in and we took a video of it, you know. So she's uh, dog food, egg mixture, eggs in a basket, some cracked, then some all over the floor. I mean, and you can just you can watch it in the kitchen. It's like CSI. Mm-hmm. You can see like okay, this is where she first had that idea, and then it went over here, and you can see the trail of yolk. <laughs> Going over to there with a little fingerprint. So that is what is happening here in the wonderful Ferguson household. But enough about us. Enough about us. We've got some really cool Disney Disney news that we just have to get to. This was a busy, busy weekend. It was the San Diego Comic Con. uh, And of course... Marvel took over Hall H. And did they ever take it over? I think I think I just didn't text you any of the news coming out. I just texted you. We're going to have a big news section this week. That was your exact words. Big, big news. If you're if you're tuning in to this episode because you love 102 Dalmatians and you just want to hear us talk on and on and on about that. I'm sorry. I have a feeling 102 Dalmatians is as as much as I love Glenn Close. We're going to have uh, a, a limited time at the end. Let's focus here on some of the big things. JB, what was your main reaction here to Comic-Con? 
Well, first off, I just want to say that I wasted so many years in California living there without actually going to going. Comic-Con. It wasn't that far away. My um, my wife's uh, grandmother lives there, lived there for a time really close to where all of this was happening. And I could have taken advantage of that, and I never did. And I'm kicking myself for never doing that. Seeing all the people dressed up, um, all the cosplay, all of the um, events and stuff like that. But it's because I never had somebody who had been before that I could go with to like, hey, sure. show me the ropes. It's like all the film festivals that I wanted to go to that I've just never gone to because I didn't know anybody. Uh, so I'm, I was a little sad watching this going back, man, I could have gone. I could have used my free Southwest voucher that I had that's probably going to just expire. <laughs> so I feel like that should be our goal. Our, our goal next year, Eddie, is to go to Comic-Con ourselves and just experience the full thing. What do you think? That would be a fun podcast episode. Live of like, from Comic-Con. Well, live from Comic-Con. Oh, that is a good one. Okay, so we've got that one. No, in my mind, I was thinking of like, what are our... Um, I, I, this is so overused, so I, I don't want to say bucket list, but you know, our dream trips, like what are our, our, our what is the nerd list that we want to knock off? Cause we, we went to one infinity loop and we, we went that. and we have our Apple swag. Now yeah. that they've moved to Apple park, I feel we like need we to go there. I feel like we need to go to Apple park. Um, well, me, not you, because you're kind of wavering on your love for Apple. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then of course we've also talked about the epic Disney world trip, but this, this definitely, uh, on the D23, we have to do a D23. Yeah. Um, Uh, the, the big one though, we all know what the really big one is. It has nothing to do with Disney, but it's, it's the inevitable one that we have to do before we die. That is a bucket list one. (laughs) And that is going to New Zealand and taking a Lord of the Rings epic adventure. I just want to go to the Green Dragon. I just want to go to the Green Dragon. Oh my goodness. This total side note. We may have to start a Lord of the Rings podcast, but um there is a restaurant here that is no lie like an hour from our house that is Lord of the Rings themed. Oh. It the outside of it looks like Bag End and is all themed. It's literally called the Shire uh, in in Spanish, of course. Um, I can't remember what the name, what the word for sh- La Camaraca in Spanish is the word for sh- Shire. But I'm like, oh, now I have to go. Now I have to go. But yeah, so our nerddom was definitely coming out of our skin all of the all, all over this weekend, just ready to go to this thing. But alas, neither of us went this year. There's always next year, but let's first talk about the the first big thing. It's the end of phase four as we're heading on to the end of this year. We still got She-Hulk, the show. We'll see what happens with that. But then the other big thing that we finally got a trailer for, we've all been waiting for, how are they going to attack this? And that is the um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Oh, Eddie, like. I've watched even this trailer at least a half a dozen times. The trailer is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I've watched the trailer a couple times. I've watched Screen Crush's review of it and like the 83 Easter eggs that I missed and you missed and everybody misses because they they just catch everything. Um, this is really exciting. And I'm I I I got hints at like I feel like it's going to set up a lot of things and we're going to really finally going to start to feel Marvel opening back up again. I think that that was the biggest complaint we've talked about over the past couple of weeks with Thor and Doctor Strange is it just feels like I, I don't know what I've heard of the multiverse so far or I've seen in the multiverse. I don't like it's just a little clunky. I don't know how everything's connecting. I'm a little tired of doing the um, math in my head. Yeah. Trying to do the logistics yeah. in my head. Like yeah. which one's here? Which one's that? Um, though I rewatched Spider-Man No Way Home last night and it's so good. The three Spider-Man stuff is just solid all the way through. I, yeah, but Wakanda forever. This is, um, I don't know where this is going to go. We, we, we're going to get a new Black Panther at the end of it. We, you see that teased, um, 
And I think what's really cool and the Screen Crush video does a good job is like there's a lot of people that could take up that mantle. Um, and so it'll be fun to kind of see how they how they play that out. Um, this will be the first time we see Wakanda open to the world. Like everybody knows Wakanda exists and that it is, you know, the most advanced culture. And then I'm excited. It looks like we're getting the Atlanteans. Uh, and I can't remember his name. Something, the Submariner, the guy. It's kind of like Marvel's Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman, but apparently this, again, I learned this in the Screen Crush video, uh, he came out like two and a half years before uh, DC released Mar- uh, released Aquaman. So actually Aquaman is this guy, but anywho. I, this trailer, uh, the sound, the song that they remixed for this was so incredible. It's No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. The lyrics are beautiful. It's a perfect... Mm-hmm. Uh, song for this good friends we have had oh good friends we've lost along the way in this bright future you can't forget your past so don't you don't so dry your tears I say no woman no cry oh my little sister don't shed your tears no woman no cry and then that refrain of everything's gonna be all right everything's gonna be all right now over and over it's just this haunting melody throughout this entire piece um, while you're seeing images of his sister um, who's like obviously brokenhearted um his mom played by angela bassett as she is uh trying to gather her people around her it's like my family is gone and then you even have nakia on the beach and okoye who's like coming out of the shadows like all of these women that are left behind and it was interesting to see like this is all led of completely female-led story uh with all of these people um that it's so intriguing to me where they go with this, who they give to give the mantle. I have ideas. I don't really want to say who I think, cause I don't want to spoil it. If for people who haven't done any research on it. Um, but man, this, the, like they, it's been a while since I've seen a Marvel trailer that just gave me all the goosebumps of just like, Oh, I have no idea what's going to happen, but this looks amazing. Well, and I got excited. Mm-hmm. Like, I think all the other Marvel movies, I don't know if I have been, I'm trying to remember here. I I, I don't think like I've just like been anticipating like a, a, an excitement to like, okay, when is it? I want to make sure that I go see it. You know, um, I, I, I haven't rushed out to go see another Marvel movie well, I think par- probably I, since Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is I can't think of another movie where, the real life counterpart has passed away, um, like like Black Panther had, like the real actor did. So yeah. then they got they got to write that into the storyline for the rest of the film. Uh, I know I'm getting shades of uh, West Wing right now with in the final I was season. Just, I was just just about to say you pulled it straight out of my head. But Leo. even that, they kind of just wrote around him and didn't really do, like. There was you still get that. I guess you do get that big moment at the very end oh, where yeah. everyone's heartbroken and you get the funeral and stuff like that. But I man, cry. this 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 is another level where you're almost like grieving with them, like collectively. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not, yeah. So grieving with them, but then also you've got the impending doom of whatever the next thing is. But this 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 is really about the people left behind. And I think the next trailers we're going to get will probably highlight more of what's to come, I believe. Yeah, this um, I was so happy to see that this is coming November. I had forgotten where this was falling on the timeline. And when I saw that flash up there, I was like, oh, yes, I don't have to. Because some of these that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, I'm I'm really excited about as well, but they're also two, three years away, you know? So it's like, okay, I'm not going to get too amped up right now. Let's wait and see. But this, it's right around the corner. Amazing trailer. If you have not seen it, go watch it. And I would say, don't watch this on your phone. Watch it on a big screen with some mm-hmm. good sound. Like JB said, this is, it's it's well-mixed. The music selection in this is just incredible. Um, yeah, it, it the trailer itself just is is an experience. So I can only imagine what the film is. It hits different. That's for sure. For sure. So that's going to be the end of phase four, which we've kind of been a little mixed about. If you want to hear some of our reviews of phase four, you can listen to one of our previous episodes where we go more in depth about um, uh, how we ranked all of the 
all of the Marvel um, Phase 4. You can listen to that in our previous episode. Uh, but what they also talked about at Comic-Con is Phase 5. And first off, Eddie, we get a name for this, and that is the Multiverse Saga. So we had the Infinity Saga, and that was kind of Phase 2 and 3. Um, so here we are. We've got another saga, which, yay, this is, I mean... I think what made the previous Marvel movie so good is you, you didn't always have a lot of interconnectivity, but you had some and you felt like it was driving and pushing towards something. And we finally have that and we know who the new big bad is. And that is going to be Kang Conqueror. We got a little bit of a taste of him at the end of Loki, the final final episode of season one of Loki. You see his other Alter ego, not alter ego, other version of him who's variant, a variant. There you go, Eddie. I knew you'd you'd have that at the tip of your tongue. So we got a sense of him there and people started building up like this is probably going to be the bad guy. And we actually get a first real taste of him, most likely going to be in the first film that's going to be coming out in phase five, which is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania that comes out February 2023. Quantum mania. It just feels like it needs to be like uh, uh, Jock Rock yelled, you know. Quantum mania. I actually have a little button that I can click and it does that thingy. So that's going to kick us off next year, 2023. And then right after that, we're going to get into Secret Invasion, which is in the spring. This is Disney Plus. This is going to be featuring Kobe Smulders and Nick Fury. And we're getting the scrolls back from Miss um, Marvel. Not Miss Marvel. From Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. We're getting yeah, Captain they, Marvel scrolls, which we got a little bit of a taste of. That was um, teased that they had secretly invaded and take over. So the question is, is Nick Fury really Nick Fury still? Or was he a scroll the whole time? That is going to be one of the big questions from that. See, doppelganger, who knows? Uh, I'm excited for this. I, you know, we're big uh, How I Much Your Mother fans. So Colby Smolder's coming back. Always going to love that. Yep. And following up from that, there was actually a trailer for this at Comic-Con, which they haven't publicly released unless you like watching home videos of people doing it through t-shirts and stuff like that. But in May yeah. 2023... We've got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which they were kind of teased that they were going to be a part of Thor. Then they're just in the first opening scene and then they're out of there. So we're actually going to get a full Guardians film. Eddie, you're excited about that? I am. It'll be really intriguing. I think uh, one of the things that I saw that was interesting is you actually saw like Chris Pratt, like like emotional, you know, got he got choked up on stage just talking about it. So it'll be interesting. About the director, right? About James Gunn bringing but him the back. the director and then also just kind of the whole story and everything. You know, I think in many ways, you know, this is the the series that made him a giant movie star, That's not correct, yeah. Jurassic World. You know, it was definitely being Star-Lord. Um, so I, I, I'm hopeful. I, you know, we've, we've said this uh, with Jurassic World and uh, the beginning of Thor. It just kind of felt like he had, he he just wasn't his normal self, so I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping upon hoping that we just get full Chris Pratt Star Lord because yeah that'd be good. It's he, fantastic. We need it. You're right. The last couple of things that I've at least seen in him, and I haven't seen some of the other things that are out there on Amazon or whatever where else he's doing movies at. But, I heard it's really good. Yeah, but hoping yeah. for better things. Um, so we get that in May 2023. Right after that, we're jumping to in the spring of 2023 as well, or summer. I think I might have this one wrong. Uh, but Echo, which if you don't know, the, she was the deaf uh, he- hero antagonist, turns, turn, turns a new leaf in uh, Hawkeye. Uh, so she is going to get her own series there on Disney Plus in, this, um, in that same spring time as well. Yeah, that one night... I, it was kind of one of those things. Where, okay, cool. You know, let's see. Um, I don't know too much about the character there. Um, but she, it would be- she also was not an actress. She was um, chosen because she is deaf and has a disability um, with losing one of her with one of her legs. Um, so that is partially why she was given the role. Um, but then also like her physical abilities to to handle the role as well. 
Um, so that's kind of a different, um, similar to Miss Marvel was kind of a different casting for that, but someone who fit the profile of the person right. um, that they were casting for um, of Native American descent. Uh, so then we also jump into next summer, we're going to get Loki season two. So this is our first sequel series from Disney Plus from Marvel, Eddie. Yeah. Um, I, I Have they released numbers of like viewership of the other ones? I've heard that Loki is their number one that would show be on Marvel. Guess. I don't know about some of the more recent stuff, but I've heard that Loki is the, is the top. That would be my guess. It definitely felt like it had the most buzz. It and WandaVision kind of had the most buzz about it. Um, it also makes sense that this would be the one that had the second season because all of the other ones felt tight and complete, just a whole yep. story onto themselves. Loki did not. It ended very, uh, abru- you know, in my opinion, abruptly and open-ended. It left with more questions unanswered than answered. So I was just like, I loved it every beat of the way, um, but I'm I'm ready for a second season. It'll be cool how that plays out. And that Kang came in the first season. Is this going to be a kind of a key pivot? Uh, it's exciting to see that like the 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 Disney Plus shows uh, could be consequential to the overall multiverse saga. It sounded originally like before we actually got WandaVision, the idea was like, oh, you don't have to watch the Disney Plus stuff to get the movies and the overall. But it's getting harder to believe that. I just don't know how There's that can really so hold much up. out there. There's so much out there. Well, and that's where I think, you know, our biggest frustration with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is it felt like they undid yep. uh, a Disney Plus series, which is worse. You know, OK, it's one thing that you don't have to see it. Don't go. Don't don't undo it. Don't act like it. That start story arc didn't happen. That's exactly what I believe. And actually, now thinking about it, if I coming from that perspective, if you just see her, no, I don't think it works. It still doesn't work. So we're just going to move on. <laughs> so also next summer, man, what a big summer! When next year's just going to be massive, twenty twenty three. So in July, we're going to get Marvel. Put it, the, the we're going to we're going to have to budget it now. Just start putting away a little bit more. Or you you may just have to get a list next year. I think we, I think I might be. Every time we get through the summer, I then have to remind myself that September is coming, and there's nothing in September. Uh, but in July of next year, we're getting Mar- the Marvels, uh, which we got teased for a little bit at the end of Miss Marvel. There's I watched after that. Credit. You did. You finally got just, there. Forced no, yourself I to just, watch it. I just watched the after credit scene. That's, that's it. all. Because I, I heard it was. Really- that's all you that's really, you really need really to needed, watch. No. Um, so we get a get a preview for that. We're going to get back, uh, assuming we get Captain Marvel with Miss Marvel. So that and was, uh, Carol Dan, uh, not yeah, uh, no. Um, what's her friend? The other friend, the other that friend y- that was that in gets teased in. Wanda, yeah, that, that was in Wandavision. She was in Wandavision, and she was in um, Stink and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness as Captain Marvel. Well, as um, well as Eddie is trying to figure that out and is looking furiously on IMDb for the answer to that, um, that'll be coming next summer. We're getting the Marvels. Um, this is the first time I believe that one of our Disney show characters, Disney Plus characters, is going to jump over into the movie as like an actual character character um, for that for that whole part of it. So we're, it's going to be interesting to see how they bring her into the new world and how the two of them will they have much chemistry together they got the share a movie together i'm assuming we'll kind of see what happens there you got it maria rambo thank maria you rambo thank yep. you for being patient with me that fall we get um a return of a character we haven't seen uh since 1998 and that is blade uh played by mahar maharshal maharshal ali which yeah the fans, this is one of those, I think the fans chose this because he was a perfect, he is the embodiment of Wesley Snipes who played the original Blade in oh, those sure. films. Uh, he was the obvious choice for this. And so I'm excited to see um, him in this role for sure. I, I, have you seen the Wesley Snipes version? I've seen him. I remember, I remember watching them when I was in high school and loving every second of them. They're, it's just slice them up and move on vampire film. <laughs> somehow somehow 
somehow I have missed Blade. You should you should at least check it out. Just check it I, out once, or maybe even even just I have, skim through. I it. have I have seen Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but, but I have not seen, seen Blade. Blade. That's yeah. that's amazing. That's perfect. Uh, so after that, this was a film that I didn't know much about. So another series coming to Disney Plus that fall, fall twenty twenty three, is Ironheart. Uh, it was a twenty sixteen comic, so a little bit more recent. Uh, but we're actually going to see uh, the character for Ironheart here in this fall when uh, for Wakanda Forever. Uh, Ironheart is actually the genius inventor that um, you can kind of see um, Sh- Suri, um, Shuri kind of dapping up in the middle of that trailer. That is she's going to be playing uh, Ironheart in the fall series. I don't know much else about that other than other than that. Um, it seems like they're from the 2016 comic, a little bit of a, um, what I think what we're seeing is like the new generation of superheroes and, but they, they want to emulate the first generation. So you have Hawkeye, of course, with kind of the mentor relationship. Um, you definitely got that with Miss Marvel and then this one now with, uh, Iron Man. So it'll be interesting just to kind of see how these things keep well. And even, uh, Hulk and She-Hulk, you know, that's an obvious, um, that's right. Yeah. So it seems a little bit of a theme going on here where like the first generation is handing off to the next generation. So the final new thing that's going to be coming out in 2023, uh, was the place where, as I started reciting some of the things off and showing them to my wife, this is the one she stopped and was like, "Me too." I'm here for this. Didn't Me care about too. anything else. I'm here for this, and that right is there with Eddie, her. Agatha, Coven of Chaos. I'm here for your TED talk. Catherine Hahn is steals whatever she's in, it, and it doesn't matter what it is. Like she just Agreed. steals it. Um, she's even one of those people that like, if she's on like a talk show, she steals that. <laughs> it's like the only time that I'll watch Seth Meyers is when Catherine Hahn is on because she'll make it watchable. <laughs> Every movie. Yeah, you're right. Every movie, Step Brothers, uh, steals it. Uh, the, um, bad moms, like everything that she's been in, she just like makes it her own. Even it was funny. Even one, her character in Parks and Rec, like she comes in, she's like the antithesis to Nestle, Leslie Nope. And just she's a great foil to her. Yes. Oh, so fantastic. I think every one of us were like, especially the Agatha all along song. If that isn't like a part of her, even the theme needs to be inside of the opening credits for that, for that movie. Cause it'll just so much joy, so much emotion so much. in that. And it's, and it's going to be a, a little bit of a turn. It's going to be a bad guy. Kinda, I mean, kind of like Loki bad guy. Is, are they good in this? Is she actually going to be good at like a good, good person in this? Is this her origin story? What are we going to get? There's do so you think, I'm in for any of it. Do you think she, this was planned like, or they just saw the reaction everybody had to how well Catherine Hahn played that character and went Booker, we've got to do more of this. It feels like too tight of a turnaround to go from 2021 to a brand new show in 2023 without there being like Marvel just takes so long on some of this stuff. Like the breadcrumbs of secret invasion was led in like all the way back in 2020 or, or whatever. Sure. Sure. It's, it's, there's too much. They take too long to do any of this stuff too. Like they take him forever on some of these things. Like it's going to be like six or seven years between uh, Avengers movies. Like, we got that's that's what I think. I think they've been planning this, but it just okay. they hit gold. They hit gold with it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, so tw- let's let's try to let's. I'll try to pick it up a little bit. Twenty twenty four. This is the last couple of uh, films from Phase Five going to be in here. Uh, so first off, we get a a crossover from Netflix coming to Disney Plus. That is Daredevil: Born Again. Three seasons over on Netflix. A whole world building over there uh with jessica jones and yep. iron fists and other things like that so charlie defenders. cox yep defenders the charlie cox is going to reprise his role we saw him in the spider-man movie we also saw um d'onofrio in 
the Hawkeye series. So we've already seen that this was coming, um, but it's going to get 18 episodes. 18 episodes. That's insane. Thank you. Thank you. We're getting six episodes here, five episodes there, seven episodes. Oh, man, we got 10 episodes or something for that first series. But now this is like 18 episodes, 18. which is more in line with what they got kind of over on Netflix. So I'm really in intrigued with this. It's a much darker tone. Are they going to keep that tone going or are they going to kind of lighten it up? Do you think? Um, I hope it stays the darker tone. I think that's what is so intriguing about the Daredevil character. Um, the born again title is intriguing. Um, it's gotta be a little tongue in cheek with, you know, him actually coming back from the Netflix series to here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, his honestly, like I saw the, you know, there were so many rumors with Spider-Man no way home about Garfield and Maguire coming back. Like, Okay, yes, I had a big reaction. I was super excited. But the big shocker for me in Spider-Man No Way Home was that Daredevil was that they had Charlie Cox actually playing him. That was total shocker. And I had a visceral reaction to it. And Sarah was like, who is he? I don't I don't know who. Like, why are you? Why are you so excited? about This is Daredevil. Because his Netflix series was amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah, high hopes, high hopes for that. I'm interested sure. to see how they how they massage that show into the Disney. Will this become canon? Will all the Netflix have become canon? Who knows? Second big thing coming out in 2024 is we get the reprise of the new Captain America. This is Captain America 4, New World Order. Sam Wilson now as Captain America, who was formerly um, uh, Falcon. Uh, going to be taking over. He's going to get his own movie um, in 2024, May that year. I'm excited about this. Uh, I think for me, the Captain America movies are some of my favorites. There are some of the more rewatchable ones in the whole uh, MCU. So I just like kind of the structure that they've put around the other three um so it'll be intriguing to see if this is in the same vein of that or are we going to get something else the title new world order kind of implies that just kind of nudges um at that a little bit so we'll see we'll see what comes of it another one so this is the final movie of phase five um is a little bit very much a different one this is thunderbolts this is what um julia Louis dreyfus's character valentina has been kind of building towards by picking up all of these anti-heroes and side characters. This is kind of, I know this is probably blasphemy to say this, but this is Marvel's version of Suicide Squad a little bit. They're called Reformed Villains. Uh, So we'll see Fake Cap back again, I'm assuming, for this movie, um, as well as some other different characters as well. Um, Don't Uh, know much about this other than that. Black Widow's uh, sister, sister, uh, does she have a moniker yet? I'm sure she does, and and somebody out there will email us or tweet at us or text us that we're completely but wrong and need to. That get her that was right. the bonus scene at the end of of Black Widow, um, which she's yeah such a fantastic character. It'll be fun to see. It's gonna be awesome. So, so but- we're getting a Disney Plus series uh, in 24, and then just three movies. So a lot in 23 and less in 24. But I think that's all they've been telling us so far. I think that there's a lot more to come. So this is true. If you look at the picture that was released from uh, Comic-Con, they actually did a timeline for each phase. And phase five is like fully flushed out with 11 things. Phase six had 11 slots but only three things were on there. So there is definitely a lot more to be announced in phase six, which hopefully means we also get a lot more uh, content there in 24. Do you want to prepare us for just the taste of phase six that we have to look forward to? Um, So the first thing that we uh, heard about was fantastic four coming out in November of 2024 uh, has not been confirmed if John Krasinski will be coming back. But we know. Uh, we know, Eddie. 
Do we? Do we? I think we do. I think he's. I think he's in it. We got him okay. in case in multi multiverse of madness. It'd be weird to recast him. It would be really weird to recast him. Now, I I do hope that they get him for that. Um, I I don't know. Like this will be the third time they try Fantastic Four. Uh, first time within the MCU, but still, nonetheless, the third time. The previous two have just not been good at all. So we'll see. If you want to see Captain America in in Fantastic Four, you should go check out the <laughs> the two thousand one. Yeah, and the two thousands one, they weren't cringe worthy like the newer ones. The newer ones. I forgot you, about the newer ones too. The newer ones I turned off. It's like, no, I just can't. I just cannot, cannot do this. So that that's that one. I think that is a personal favorite of Kevin Feige. Uh, I've watched enough kind of like little interviews with him. Like this is one where he, I think he's frustrated that it hasn't been done right. And so I think he's kind of taken it upon himself to, to do that one. But the and last then, two, the last two things, this is the big deal. All, all they announced uh, is that the the capstone of the multiverse saga, similar to what we, not similar, um, but with the uh, Infinity Saga, is that we will have two Avengers films six months apart. The Insane. first one. The first one will be Avengers Kang Dynasty in May of 25, and then Avengers Secret Wars in November of 25, which I'm intrigued there with the Secret Wars because it feels like uh, uh, Wakanda Forever setting up something, Secret Invasion setting up some of that, Captain America New World is setting up some of that. Um, I, I'm beginning to see some threads here, which... Uh, I like. I'm really excited about those things. So that could be a lot. There, you it know, uh, I think we felt it with uh, Endgame that so much came together. And good for them to realize they can't put those out all the time. People just, it, it would lose its power. So by the time 2025 comes along, it will be six years since we've had a huge avenger level film um so yeah i think we'll be primed and ready for it i think it'll it'll be exciting there's a lot of potential there it's just a lot for two years for for one year to have two massive avengers movies in the same year i think there's an appetite for it but i don't know like there was something about that entire year having to wait between infinity war and endgame that you're just sitting there in the unknown for that all that time that kind of built up to the massive success that Endgame ended up becoming. Um, all the theories, all the ideas, and basically nothing other than Ant Man in between, in between, in between that time. Um, so when did I'm they super, come out? So I thought it was tight. I thought it so was so 2018. A tight it was it was 2018, and then it was a whole year until it was 2019. Um, was when we got Endgame. So both was, both spring spring releases. Yep. So huh. so butting them up together in the same year, that's going to be massive. It's going to be crazy. So hopefully you've listened to all this. You've been able to track with it. We I've had to make my own spreadsheet to be able to make any any sense of this. But you can start to see the thread. There's nothing that's crazy out of right, right or left field. They've been building this all together. Very unlike uh the second um, of the the Ryan Johnson Star Wars film that we're trying to talk about too much. Uh, there's actually some planning and thought behind this. I'm hoping for great characters. We're hoping for even better. Phase four has left me kind of wanting more, just better stuff. So hopefully now we've gotten a couple, a little bit longer out of have the you, pandemic and stuff. It'll be better. Have you heard who does the large scale planning? Like there's a person I'm guessing. No, it's called the Marvel Parliament. What? I need to know about this. So there is a lot out there. So I, when I went to see Thor Love and Thunder, I, of course, was waiting till the very end to see all the credit scenes. And I see just a very like, uh, and a special thank you to the Marvel Parliament with some names listed. And I'm like, what? The Marvel Parliament? Apparently... 
they used to have um, something akin to the brain trust, like what Pixar and Disney Animation has. They had that at Marvel. But what they were discovering is that uh, that group was getting too invasive. They were, and, and, um, you know, directors of individual films would get conflicting notes from different, two different people within the brain trust. So Kevin Feige dissolved it and created something that's kind of um, uh, uh, an amalgamation of the story trust from Lucasfilm uh, or the story mm. team and the brain trust from Pixar and animation. And they call it the Marvel parliament and they, they speak as one. So directors and stuff just get notes from the parliament to make sure that everything stays flowing and connecting. And they're the ones doing kind of the broader planning. It also seems like from just my very quick searching, and this could all be completely wrong, that these are also people that actually are making some of the content as well. They're not just like a board of elders somewhere else just telling people how to live their lives, that they're actually like, shepherding and guiding some of these right. projects right. as well so that's super cool I'm, I'm i'm gonna do a lot more research on this eddie this is the marvel s- parliament the name alone is like okay cool i like it i can't tell if i like the name or hate the name because it's parliament it's government like that it starts getting me a little little weird uh, though. have you ever watched parliament discussions on c-span from the uk like there's nothing more in entertaining than a parliamentary entertaining discussion. uh effective that might be i mean sure all government has it's sure very limits on on that's its very, ability to do anything but that's very libertarian of you very libertarian of me you know what that's 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 what, that's what i call me libertarian jb R- ron paul would be proud ron paul. <laughs> vote ron paul <laughs> but you know what that may or may not have been the reason that you guys li- are listening to today's show. If you're like, oh us, yeah, that's right, we had a show. We we actually have we a, a show to, to talk review. about, a, a, an actual movie to talk about, um, a Disney movie, classic Disney film to watch. Uh, but thank you for listening to with us as we've broken down um, the all the new Everything. stuff coming out there. I'm sure we're gonna have to take some time at D23 when we've got new stuff that I'm sure they'll leak a little bit more, maybe some new trailers and stuff. But today, we what we want to get into is the sequel that I don't know that anybody was asking for, but they gave us from 2000. And that is 102 Dalmatians. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay. So the IMDb description for 102 Dalmatians starring Glenn Close. I have to say that every time because um, it's contractual. 102 Dalmatians. This is the IMDb description for it. Cruella DeVille gets out of prison and goes after the puppies with the poopies once more. Succinct, to the point, I get it. That's all I need to get into this. If you're into the into this, Eddie, did you watch this ever before now, before like this assignment? Did it feel like an assignment? Did you did you have any contacts whatsoever before this film? I had not watched it previous to this, nope. nor can I say that I really, really watched it this time. It was... Uh, did you skip? Do you skim on, do a lot of skimming through stuff? A lot oh, of 30 yeah, seconds, man. 30 seconds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There this was um this was painful. Let me let me quote the great Roger Ebert in his review. I love it this. when you bring it up because already I know it's gonna be salty. It's gonna be spicy. Glenn Glenn Close does what can be done with the role. Indeed, she does more than can be done. Cruella is almost too big for a live action film and requires animation to fit her operatic scale. Wow. Is it when he's talking about animation, he's talking about the CGI puppy, CGI puppy. No, I think, I think what he's saying is we should have never had a a live action remake. Just leave, (laughs) just leave us in the, in the earlier, the actual classic hand-drawn animation. Oh goodness. Yeah. This, this film from the moment from just all of the from the moment you get into the Dr. Pa- Pavlov, very subtle, by the way, with Pavlov's um, 
principles and all that kind of stuff. The from that moment on, it's just you better brush up on your Swedish because you're going to win a Nobel Prize. Oh, Prize. <laughs> that whole scene, you're just going, oh no, oh no. Uh, I, I think the scene for me that just emulates this movie so much is when she breaks, you know, so she, uh, so you don't have to watch this movie. I will give you a quick recap. She goes through some type of psychotherapy that makes it where she no longer loves fur. So she gets paroled. She goes out. But later on, it finds out that if the patient is exposed to loud, loud sounds, then it can undo the psychotherapy. Her parole officer, who also happens to own Dalmatians. One of the original whoa, Dalmatians. Yeah. One of the originals. Uh, just so happens to have an office right across the way from Big Ben. That's a coincidence. <laughs> and in the midst of a meeting, Big Ben, of course, goes off um, and she breaks and then she, you know, goes after the puppies all over again. Directly after that, there's this scene where she leaves the office and she's kind of in this crazy daze. And you know exactly where I'm going. Everyone and everything is painted black, uh, white with black spots as yep. Dalmatians. Every person on their face, the no, we no longer have red double decker buses in London. No, they <laughs> too are painted. The Palace of Westminster is now painted black, uh, uh, white with black spots. Like all of London is painted white with black spots. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and it's just a painful scene where you're just like, this is really, really bad. The whole thing is uh, just, it goes from absurd to cringe, back to absurd, to the whole ending of this film is on another planet of, it's like they realized that they had a, there was nothing cohesive to this thing anymore. And they're just like, let's just do as many flamboyant things as possible to culminating into her turning into a human cake. That's the, that's the, the payoff to this film is she has been turned into a cake. At one point she gets put into an, an oven, like an actual oven. And my thought was she's dead, right? There's no way that she can be alive after be, like being put into a furnace and being baked alive. No, 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 no. Her hair gets singed a little bit and then it comes back out and she's just waddling around while all the puppies like toss all of the, the whipped cream and stuff like that or the icing on her. I'm just like, wow, this is this is just on this is on crack. This is this this whole this whole thing is just a mess. The acting is very, very subpar to put it too closely. And Glenn Close is just trying way too hard to she, make us love her in this film and, to just carry yeah. the whole thing and it doesn't work you've got i i don't know how to pronounce his name is it ian gruffer ian it's ian the Grufford. it's the weirdest it's the most He's celtic well spelling of it but it's ian grufford who talking about fantastic four he was mr, mr. Fantastic. fantastic um you know and he's been in several other things but yeah, he's he's odd in this too. It's just kind of bumbling. I think my favorite character in this whole movie is Mr. Wigglesworth. Waddlesworth. 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 The, cat, the, the, the the macaw parrot that thinks he's a Rottweiler. He for me is the the standout star in this whole thing. He's from Monty Python. That that actor, it's the voice actors for him. Fantastic. Uh, he, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in there. Um yeah, the, Eric Eric Idol. The the bumbling idiot really is the best way to put what Kevin's character is in this film. I don't know if it's supposed to be endearing, but it's just mostly sad and you're getting taken advantage of, man. You're just he's got that heart of gold and got to give everybody second chances. It's with literally the name of the place. It's just too on the nose and too um I don't know. It, it, it just wasn't compelling to me. I didn't really care if they got together. I didn't care. I know, I know you shocker 
caring about the animals in this whole thing. Like I was, I wasn't <laughs> afraid of the animals ever getting hurt or being on the edge of it. Um, there was no stakes really in in this, and you saw them from a mile away. The the eight million dollars, like okay, eventually she's gonna crack and give this to us. Um, it was it it really didn't have. I don't I don't know what to say. Like I think I've run out of words to say. I feel like we've already spent too much time on this film. Um, I think the only thing worth, you know, left worth saying here is the fact that somehow Glenn Close does have such a tight connection to this character. So much so that did you see she actually served as an executive producer on Cruella and the Stones version of this. And there is discussions so they've already paid Emma Stone quite a lot of money to come back for the sequel to Cruella. And um, uh, Emma Thompson is coming back as well uh, in some capacity. And they've also mentioned the possibility of somehow Glenn Close appearing in the sequel. She, her future self coming back to tell her, don't, don't, don't do this. Two different articles have mentioned this, and they're saying that the inspiration will be from The Godfather Part 2. I don't know what that means. Go back and listen to our Cruella episode. I really, I enjoyed Cruella. I really liked I think it. Fantastic. I thought it was fantastic yeah. the way they went about this. This is not the, the, it's, it is funny. Like, I, I think it's we too much the, of a good thing. It's too much of a the, good thing. Let's go back and let's see. I feel like we gave 101 Dalmatians fairly two. good marks. We gave 101 live action twos each. We each gave them two, which yeah. is fairly good for a movie of this elk where it's just like it's a live action adaptation and it doesn't really leaves a lot creatively <laughs> to be to be desired from it. But this is like it fell off pretty quickly, like um, the moment, although I did love the uh, the guy in the court saying after my exorbitant fees that you will only have eight million dollars left, which is still. A lot of movies. No, really where I was out and I should have just stopped watching it, but I had just come off of watching tons and tons of curriculum that I had to watch for my the online course I'm taking. Uh, then sat down. I was like, I'm ready for anything entertaining right now uh, is when he's playing tug of war with the dogs with his own mouth. That's where I was like, I should have just stopped it. Or maybe around the time that LaPelt came on on the fashion yes. show. Any one the of those LaPelt, times would have been good. Get out of this. The before fashion you start show the poopies, guy. The poopies. Uh, I, there's just so many little moments in this where it's like, and, and Ebert's right. If this was an animated film, I think we could have we could have believed it. We could have gone along with it a little bit. But because it's live action, it just feels so wrong. It just feels wrong. Yep. I just, I never want to watch this again. Um and with that's that, why I am giving it a one, one solid one. This is one. never going to rewatch this again no. on purpose and probably going to turn it off if I see it on actually come up on the screen for sure. That's true. And so with that go. and with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast. And hey, while you're there, give us a five-star review and share this with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com. And you can see all of our full movie lists as we continue to go through all of Disney's movies from 1988 to 2005, including next week's episode, which I'm so excited about because we're going to be reviewing The Emperor's New Groove. Thank you for listening. And remember... These aren't just any poopies, they're poopies with spots.